What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You are listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin with The Good News. Hello, friend. It is Angie Austin with The Good News. I hope you're inspired today. I hope sitting around with The Good News team, maybe having your cup of coffee or driving here or there, that uh, you uh, have a breakthrough or some kind of inspiration. Uh, We've got uh, part of the Good News team here today, Donna Hetzler, one of our regulars for several years now. She uh, has a wonderful women's ministry uh, that is uh, called the Jericho Girls, and she's also in real estate and a friend of mine. And Lupe Hurt is a recent Good News Gal team member. And she works, uh, they just did Second Act BizCon for women over 40 who want to uh, create their second act. And we've been talking recently, I think we talked with your partner, Barbara, uh, last week or so about how many people are developing a side hustle these days. I, it's amazing. But I think people are now kind of stepping into finding their their passion project and yes, are fully embracing that. That's a, we, that's it, a great way awesome. to put it. Like the thing that they like, wow, I wonder if I could do this thing that I've always yeah. wanted to do. And so they kind of started on the side sometimes. Exactly, exactly. So we're super excited to be a part of that, of that movement. You know, it's funny, as you talked to, uh, with Erica uh, Raymer, one of our regulars as well, about how he trains uh, Lyft drivers. He has a side hustle doing that. And she thought she'd be really good at that. And I actually think she would be too, because she's so friendly. <laughs> she'd probably get killer tips, don't you I think? am sure. She would, she would be one of those that, you know, you could probably see a show manifesting from the conversation she has with the person in the back seat, right? Can you see that? Yeah. yeah. You could have like a YouTube channel of her life. Yeah, exactly. Oh, gosh. Especially if she picked people up late at night, you know, downtown oh or whatever. They've Can got stories. Oh, goodness gracious. I love how you're empowering women to figure out, you know, what, what they want to do and empowering them in, you know, the second act of life and that it's a... Um, it's a whole new season and it's a good season because so many of us coming into that second act kind of dread it, right? Yes. But you're saying, no, this is a great time and to embrace it and to find who you are and what you really love to do. So I love how you guys are spreading Aww. that message to women's hearts. Thank well, you. Well, you're not that far into your second act either, Donna. And when did you start um, Jericho Girls, that your ministry? That started in 2013. Okay. So, so, so you were yeah. in your 40s. Right. And I'm 49 now. So, um, yeah, I'll be entering, you know, I keep thinking 50, you know, is like, okay, that starts the second act. But really, this past year, um, with a lot of things going on in my life, I feel like I'm stepping into, aside from age, but just the experience of a difficult year in 2018, I'm stepping into my second act now and really figuring out... um, who I am, I thought I really knew who I am, but how I really uh, handle life's challenges and how God is pressing me to step up and stand up and stand firm and just be a stronger woman of faith than I, I thought I was. So I'm being challenged in this last year. So even without the age, you know, stepping into that mm-hmm. 50s season, um, I feel like I'm kind of stepping into it anyway. Um, oh, with, so through experience and what have you and things I don't want to go through but you know God's like no we're going to shape you and mold you through this so 
It's been interesting. Yeah. And I think we're, you know, we're more prepared than we um, think sometimes. I mean, if you look back at all the experiences we have in our life, we are um, very prepared for this stage. It's just a matter of perspective, right? And understanding. And like you're saying, having our faith in God to say, you know what, you're with me. I know that if I fall or if I, you know, succeed either way, you're by me. And I think that's an important kind of part of you know, stepping into that second act and really realizing that you can build upon your past and have an amazing future that you feel fulfilled and you're creating impact in your community. And it's about you leaving your own legacy um, on your own terms. Right. I was watching a documentary on Farrah Fawcett. Oh, I saw that. Did you see that recently. one? Oh, okay. You she, saw the advertisement. She was really positive, wasn't she? That she, she was. She beat this thing. She had yes. a good attitude. She had a really good attitude. And one of her um, clips from the interview was that um, going into her 50s, she had posed for Playboy in her 50s. She had turned them down for years, and then she just felt so comfortable in her own skin. She had decided, okay, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do it on my own terms, and I'm going to show only what I want to show. And she did it very classy, you know, way without, you know, exposing herself and what have you. But it was all about, you know, 50s is great, and I feel more confident than I ever have. Um, I've loved better than I ever have. I'm a stronger woman than I ever was. And um, boy, her her spirit to fight. And I think I told you, Ange, um, I met her when I was a little girl in Hollywood, mm-hmm. when I lived in California, and she was the kindest person. And I got an autograph, you know, because I watched Charlie's Angels, and just <laughs> adored all the Charlie's Angels, right? So, we're on Hollywood Boulevard and there she is in her, you know, we stopped to get gas and there she is in her convertible. And my mom was like, oh, it's Farrah Fawcett. And I'm like, (laughs) starstruck. And my mom's like, well, go ask her for an autograph. And she was just so kind. And of course, and she talked to me and, you know, it was wonderful. Yeah. So I felt inspired with Farrah's story in that 50s was like stepping into this whole new season of empowerment. And even though the media and the world tells us that we're less valuable as we get older, she was like, nope, that's not the case at all. We are more valuable and we bring wisdom and experience and all those things. So it was good. Well, and I, I think that's an interesting topic because Michelle Ron, Miss Senior America 2004 author, speaker, also joining us. And uh, we're talking, uh, if you're just joining us, about how after 50, a lot of people used to feel that we weren't valuable anymore. And Donna turning 50 this year yes. will, be, will be turning 50 this year and uh, being inspired by Farrah Fawcett's documentary and having met her about how um, that we are valuable to a certain age. And that's Lupe's whole theme with uh, Second Act BizCon uh, that they just uh, had and we'll have another about women over 40, uh, you know, into their, um, you know, senior years, uh, having a purpose. And I kind of think in some ways, Michelle, you've had more purpose after your heart attack and after your 50s than you had, you know, before. Absolutely. Absolutely, my dear. Um, In fact, I would say it's the... uh, it's the next stage of life. And I love John Wooden. John Wooden's statement about um, we keep learning until we meet Jesus face to face. That's right. And if we don't, we're dead. Hmm. And that's, I think that's an extremely true comment. It's so important that we learn. And we're, we learn at different stages. We have opportunities at different stages. Over 50, you have different opportunities than you had when you were raising your babies, when you were working 75 hours a week, which Angie still is. <laughs> and and it's, it's those, but we, we are in our different stages of life to that God gives us 
And he gives us a purpose and a reason. Maybe we don't understand that, but the older we get, the more we understand the priorities of furthering his kingdom. And what can we do, Lord? And he will show us. It's so fun. Even in silly ways as a beauty pageant. But he yeah, will show us. Yeah, she just did Miss Senior America um, as uh, she was performing. And I saw those beautiful dresses. Yes, that. you looked stunning. Yes, that she oh, recreated. Wow. And I just saw that movie recently. What's the movie? Moms. Uh, what is it? Palms. Okay, so Palms. I just saw it. Diane uh, Keaton's movie. Um, yeah. And sh she did the song Sisters. Oh, well, that's the movie, old movie. That's from White Christmas. Yes, I yes. just saw that recently. Did you? Oh. Yes, and it was so beautiful when it girls is performed Sisters in those long blue dresses. dresses. Mm -hmm. And she did that with some of the other oh, Miss Senior cool. Americas. Yeah. Well, we were very fortunate this year for our state pageant to have um, another national queen come in from Mississippi and then another um, senior America from Pennsylvania come in to do the judging. Um, and we were supposed to have another national queen from Missouri, but her plane was canceled due to all the tornadoes in Missouri oh, right. you know, oh. for that. But back to the over 50 thing, God gives us opportunities and expects us to do the very best we can. He will use the skills that we have, just like when Moses said, I can't talk, I can't do this, Father. I can't, I'm not, I'm not the one. Yeah, you are the one. I've chosen you. And he does the same for us. Until we see him face to face, it's just an exciting journey. And what I'm finding in this season too is there are things that I wasn't ready to um, grow in or do I just wasn't mature enough and now god's bringing it you know to fruition and like okay you you can do this and so stepping into this season um you definitely are more mature more ready spiritually to accept some of the challenges that god brings to it's his timing you. it's his timing not right. ours it's yes. his and i feel that sometimes we feel we're not qualified and i still um laugh and i think it's capes for heroes and uh so this woman uh, that started capes for heroes um, and I hope I have the right um, nonprofit because she changed the name. But uh, her son had, was on the spectrum and didn't like to leave the house without a costume. And so she ended up having to make him a cape, and she didn't know how to sew. And so she um, made him one. And then for some reason, she found uh, that children in the hospital... Uh, through you know interacting with a, you know a friend of the family or something that they felt empowered to fight cancer etc and have more courage when they felt they were like a superhero so she has personalized and delivered over 25,000 capes to kids all over the world and uh, she wow. did not know how to sew that's <laughs> phenomenal I mean come on are you kidding me she's mm -hmm. like really God like I don't know how to sew <laughs> so uh, she, if you go to her website, Capes for Heroes, it just shows so many Great. kids that um, are wearing these and how you can donate and, you know, uh, have a, a cape made for a kid in the All hospital. All God asks is that we are open, Yeah, that we are open and that we are willing. Um, the minute we say we can't, we've kind of shut the door on him a little bit. And, okay, Father, I have no clue how I'm going to do this, but I know that you do, and I'm going to trust you, and I I can't wait to see what you're going to do with this. I love that. I absolutely love that. Uh, hey, speaking of a kid who overcame, because <clears throat> I feel like I'm uh, ready to retire at a young age because, you know, young for retirement because at least. Because of your 75 um, hours a day working? <laughs> yes. I told my husband, I said, you know, I'm a couple years older than he is, and I worked full time, well, seven days a week all through high school and college. And then um, all through my 20s until my mid-30s, 
I'd work two jobs, sometimes overnights and then a day shift, wow. and then I'd work weekends in Santa Barbara and then um, at the ABC station, and then during the week I'd work in L.A., and then I started commuting to San Diego, and I'd go back and forth between San Diego and L.A., so I was working seven days a week for many years, and so I'm kind of tired now, <laughs> And uh, but really? I think <laughs> when I hear this um, graduation speech, this young man, you guys may have heard about him, they ended up homeless, he lost his father, and uh, he is the, the valedictorian of his class, and he just gave this speech recently. And I believe he has been offered about $3 million in scholarship money. And then uh, I, there was an update to the story that one of the Tennessee University presidents drove to his graduation and presented him with room and board to their university wow. so he would not be homeless and not have any expenses, basically, in school. But um, it it reminds me of me, not that I was homeless, we lived in low-income housing, but I did stay on like friends' couches, and then I got my own apartment. I just, I didn't feel safe at my house because of my brothers at, in our low-income apartment, because my brothers, uh, two of them, used drugs, and uh, and one had assaulted me, and well, both of them had, but one pretty badly, where I had to be, I had to have three surgeries to rebuild my face, because he kicked me in the face with combat boots on after he got back from the Marines, uh, and so I would find other places to live. So I wasn't homeless per se, like sleeping in my car, but I also worked seven days a week then to put myself through school because I needed money for food and books and for my tuition, et cetera. Um, and so these kids like this kid, I really have a heart for them because you have to have some grit to be able to work your way out of those circumstances. A lot of kids get trapped in the poverty or the misfortune of their birthright, you know, wherever they were born and the families they grew up around. Sometimes those people uh, have such an adverse effect on them that they're never able to escape, uh, you know, the family they were born into. And so this kid is somebody I really admire. So before uh, before yeah. you play that, may yeah. I ask you, yeah. as you describe what you grew up with? Yes. Is there one or two things that you attribute your coming through this in such a dynamic way because you had every reason not to come through this? I think that, um, well, when I was 12, uh, I lived with an abusive aunt who was kind of schizophrenic and, mm -hmm. you know, not very kind. Mm -hmm. uh, when she was nice, she was really nice. And when she was mean, she was really mean. And she took me to church. And so I was saved oh, in my 12 to 13 year when I lived there with her. So I really do feel that even though after that, when I went back uh, home or lived with other people, because I lived in another foster family that took me to church as well, uh, that I feel that uh, I had that in my heart, you mm -hmm. know, that okay. Jesus was in my heart. So even though it wasn't being fed in my teens, mm -hmm. it was there. So I went back to that in my 20s, you know, wow. then I went back to church. And then I'd say the second thing is I have a brother that went to West Point Military Academy, and he never touched drugs. And so he really inspired was me. Was a mentor. He really had integrity. Looked up to him. Yeah. Honest. He was nothing like my dad who drank a lot, nothing like my brothers who did drugs, and a lot stronger than my mom. My mom had dropped out of high school to have a kid at 17. So he was the one that I'm like, wow, he's like a straight-A student. You know, he wants to be a doctor. He um, Then he, when he was in the military, they're like, oh, you're really smart. Can we test you? I mean, he got into West Point as an active, you know, bottom-of-the-line mm -hmm. military guy, and they were like, whoa, you are smart. And then he went into West Point after he'd entered the Army, mm -hmm. which is highly unusual. Right. Uh, so anyway, I, him, I would say. Good. And my mom was loving and not as angry as she is now. So then along as a follow-up with that, and I promise I, I want to get to the story, then it's so important for we 
who every day observes somebody that, in our opinion, oh, God, please touch this person because yeah. it looks like they're really going down the wrong path. So part of that prayer, those popcorn prayers that we can say are exactly what you— you experience, dear Lord, please put somebody in that kid's life right. or somebody in that person's life to give them yeah, you, one mentor. to give them you. Yes, yeah, someone to a mentor to, and Jesus is basically yeah, what yeah, you're yeah, saying. Yeah. Uh, someone to know that there's something different. Right. I think that's the, the, I just see kids who are so squelched, they can't see anything past that awful situation which you in. had. Yeah. Yeah, Every step I took as a kid was to get out. I'll tell you that much. Right. All right, well, let's listen Thank to you. this young man. Many adults have not even faced it, such as losing a family member. Many of us on stage have lost one already, including myself. I lost my father in my sophomore year. But obviously, this did not act as a complete deterrent to any of us because we are still here today on stage graduating. We've also... <laughs> We've also lost homes, utilities, wondering when we're going to eat the next day, where we're going to lay our heads. The basic necessities in life have been stripped away from us. However, we have prospered and conquered through all of those difficulties. There is no other school in Memphis. We are the pharaohs. Memphis. We are the kings of Memphis, kings and queens of Memphis. We have not had our throne taken away from us. No matter what we go through, we are still going to come out on top. And that in the future, I would love to see all of my classmates be successful because I know they will. We have that 38128 hustle inside of us. We will never give up. We will do anything we can in our power to secure that bag. Secure the bag. <laughs> to ensure that we continue such successful ceremonies in the future, I would love, I wish for all of the Raleigh Egypt alumni to come back into Memphis and to pour into it, to make that they that investment that everyone has poured into us and give it back to the new generations, the youth. We already know that we're the future generation. We have to do our best to make sure that we're going to be the best people in Memphis. I would like to end off with a quote from the late and great Tupac Amaru Shakur. Class of 2019, make sure you always keep your head up. And for every dark night, there is a brighter day. Thank you. Well, I'll tell you something right now. Uh, I believe they're Christian because uh, they stayed in a homeless shelter called For the Kingdom. And he said, we went to different homes. Uh, so we were, we were blessed to have For the Kingdom. And he lost his dad, as he mentioned a few years back. Tupac Mosley, age 17, Raleigh Egypt High School, valedictorian, GPA of 4.3. He got a 31 on the ACT. He's going to be an engineer, and he's already earned $3 million in scholarship money. That's phenomenal. Wow. And he didn't know, by the way, that he'd received $3 million in scholarships until he graduated. He said when he heard $3 million, he was more elated and astonished. He said that it was so much. Hmm. 
Wow. Well, like you said, Angie, you know, having Jesus and then having a mentor, and I'm going to add to that, um, having a good attitude and no matter what your circumstances are, how dark your days are, um, be a problem solver, figure out how you're going to change your circumstance. And we've talked a lot about getting out of the victim chair and, and being a problem solver and, and making your life good and fruitful. So... So he's going to be an electrical engineer, and he's going to uh, Tennessee State, and I believe that's the president that came to visit him to give him the room and board. So he's really going to be set up for that. I think, too, um, you're embarrassed at that age to ask for help, and he, in a CNN interview, thanked a lot of people uh, that came alongside him to give him strength, including that Christian ministry that helped house them, family members, friends, classmates. I definitely hit it because I was so embarrassed to live in low-income housing and to not have anything and to work full-time that I I, I hit it. So when my friends went to football games, I went to work, and I didn't want people to know I was a cleaning girl at the hospital, so I never told anyone. I think I told you the story of my daughter when she was dating her now husband about when she prepped me for when I was going to meet him for the first time, Yeah, perhaps. because you worked uh, as a I teacher. Worked, and I was a teacher, and then I was getting my master's that year, so I worked at McDonald's. And uh, her comment was, now, Mom, when you see, when you, when you meet Ben, don't tell him you work at McDonald's. And my reply to her was, you know what, honey? I'm going to bring him a hamburger and a hot <laughs> and a big ice cream cone. And don't you ever look down on anybody that does any kind yes. of job. And that's the truth. Right. She so wanted to do all the right things. But the right thing is to love each person and to respect what they do. And... I, it was it was fun. We laugh about well, that. Well, and now <laughs> she's probably even prouder of you because you took that extra job to get that extra level of education. And, you know, uh, it's the only way we could is, do it as well. It, it was. And it's right. a sense of pride. And I think that's we need a sense of pride in our children. We do, That's why you don't take care of everything. You don't fix it so they don't have to experience. They have to experience it, period. Right. We all do. We all do. It's funny, my husband works with so many young people that don't, um, that give up, and I don't know how to do that, I don't know how to fix the computer. I don't know. My husband makes my son do everything mm. with like the new lawnmower. Well, you, you can figure out how to put those blades on. I'm like, aren't you going to like show him the instructions? He can figure it out. Good aren't you going to like, you wow. know, show him how to empty the, the mulch or whatever? No, he can figure it out. <laughs> yeah, he makes him figure this I mean, it's amazing what he has him do and figure out. That's good. All right, you're listening to The Good News. We'll be right back. And if you want to reach out to any of the Good News gals, uh, Michelle joined us a little bit late, but she does a lot of speaking around town. You can go to AngieAustinRadio.com, AngieAustinRadio.com. We'll be right back. The good news of Jesus for you in high-definition radio and streaming at 670KLTT.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. Hi, it's Angie. Hey, do you have a lot of things around your house you want to get rid of? My husband wants me to get rid of anything and everything that is in his way. 303-238-JANE. I love ARC. They help people in our community. Every dollar you spend helps and everything you donate helps. 303-238-JANE. They bring a truck right to my house. I actually have them come every month or two and it is so helpful to get that place cleaned out because you know what? My husband's a lot nicer to me when I donate things and who better to donate to than ARC? 303-238-JANE and arcthrift.org for a location near you if you just want to drop a few things off and do a little shopping. arcthrift.org, shopping with a purpose. I love Arc. Hey, this is Donna Hetzler in for Angie Austin today, and I'm so excited about our guests here. 
But I've got Jennifer Bishop, my sister from another mister with me. We're having fun today. I've missed you so. I have missed you too. I had been fighting a cold and I got this sexy voice now going. What do you think? I love it. Yeah, you love it. Dave really loves it a bit. Yeah, yeah. I call him (laughs) in my sexy voice. I thought Kathleen Turner was here. Yeah, (laughs) I love it. Oh, so we have a great show today, and we are going to be talking with the Treasure House of Hope. And I have to just give you a little background about um, how I was introduced to them, because there's always God fingerprints on every divine appointment, right? Right. And so I was at an office at an appointment, and... um, there. She was selling the bread to the receptionist, and um, I asked her a few questions, and why do you sell the bread and all that good stuff? And she says, um, you know, I'm six months clean, and I've been recovering and what have you from uh, drug addiction. And so she had this little brochure uh, that was Treasure House of Hope, and I said, let me look at that, because Jericho Girls, I run a nonprofit, and we are looking to partner with some some nonprofits and support them and come alongside them because that's the whole idea of Jericho Girls Ministries is to come alongside other women and support them. So along the way, I'm reading this brochure and one of our Jericho Girls leaders in Blackhawk um, up in the mountains was telling me, hey, I really want to introduce you to this nonprofit and I want to do a little retreat for them and their name is Treasure House of Hope. And I thought, oh my goodness, you know, so God just connected the dots and brought me to uh, meet Angelia Anderson and Shelly Huff, who are both here today in the studio. Welcome, ladies. Hello. Thank you. And we're going to talk a little bit about your story. So I actually went to Angelia's house and heard her story, but I was so taken in about how you just started. So give me, give us all just a little background about how this nonprofit came to be because it was really through your story and what God has done in your life and a promise to God that if you deliver me from this, I will do this for you. Right. right. So share with us. And we're looking at 19 years later. So, wow. Thank Um, you. Oh, thank Jesus. Mm. I came through a real uh, tough time with drugs, alcohol, domestic violence, and I was just bound by drugs and alcohol. Didn't know that I could ever be clean and sober didn't have no idea of how to get clean and sober you know so that was uh an end to a a hopeless situation that i thought that i was gonna die in my addiction and we all know that god is god right and he will not leave you alone and i had that encounter with god i was introduced to jesus back in uh my cousin, she came through her addiction, and she always told me that a man named Jesus uh, saved her, and he could save me. And I thought, yeah, right. You know, yeah, I'm, right. too, uh, I'm uh-huh. too messed up. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm too messed up. You know, I think my mom dropped me when I was little, or you know, something happened that I didn't get the report. You know, so nevertheless, my addiction it just became worse and worse. And then uh, one day, I went to this place called it was Victory Outreach. I went to this place, and uh, it was free. After I was just so sick and tired of being sick and tired. I just would knew that I was going to die in my addiction. Matter of fact, I had a vision of of um, me dying. I had a wow. vision, yeah, a vision of me opening a hotel door and somebody blowing my face off from all of the, you know, 
I've stole their money, their drugs, and, you know, just in my addiction, just doing the most, ripping and running up on Kofax and in and out of hotel rooms. And God gave me a vision that this is the way it's going to end for you if you don't stop, you know, riding down, you know, hmm. Kofax somewhere and somebody see me that I've, you know, stolen from and they was going to blow my face off. Wow. Oh. And isn't it so like God to just let us come to the end of ourselves? Right. Because sometimes we have free will, right? That's so right. he just lets us come to the end and then he's like, okay, here I am. That's right. And you want to do this now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Free will. That's yeah. right. That's right. Mm -hmm. And so you did, right? Yeah, I you did. I was in and out of jail, of course, during those times. But I came to the end of myself. And that's where I surrendered. And that day, 2000, it was November the 14th, 2000. I'll never forget it. Mm -hmm. That was the day that I said, I'm done. It's over. I cannot do this anymore. And I walked into those doors. And I stayed in that place for five years years wow five years Fast. I stayed so five years of recovery five years of recovery and then you had a mentor oh, who yeah. coached you and coached got you me. to go to school mm -hmm. right she got me to go to school get my degree uh, in human services a uh, mm -hmm. bachelor's degree I got my CAC license I went through one two and three and now I can supervise other uh, CAC uh, people that want to get their counseling drug addiction license and so then you decided, well, yes. first you met your husband, I met right? my husband in 2000. Well, I met him in 2006, but we got married in 2008. Uh-huh. Yeah, 2008. And God behold, he had some of the same uh, vision of, uh, of uh, working with youth and working with men. Uh-huh. Working with men. So, yeah, we had, we came together and we knew it was a great need in Colorado in this metro area. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, so we came together and I was already working with probation officers. I was working with, uh, you know, drug court and I was working with uh, a lot of the participants coming out of uh, a DLC. So uh, I was pretty connected in uh, the city of uh, Colorado. Well, and then what uh, amazed me is you invited uh, me and the Jericho girls, our board, over to your mm -hmm. house. And I want you guys to know, like, Angelia's out there. She is doing it. She opened up her own home to homeless, um, to those mm -hmm. who are struggling in addiction, have nowhere to go. Um, I just went to one of her events, Threads of Love, where she gives clothes away to all the homeless and gets the word out. And she's just loving on people. She's trying to get people to come to the house. You need the one gal you were talking to, and you're like, you need to be in my house. I, I can help you. And she's doing it, and she just opened the doors, mm -hmm. and she has people come in. And in your home, you can have 10, mm -hmm. 10 women, right? And the men can be up to 12. Mm -hmm. And you have three houses? Mm -hmm. I have two. Two houses. Uh, right one now. for women and one for men. Okay. We want a third one for women and See, children. See, I already claimed so it. So you claimed it. You yes. got yes. the third house. We are claiming that. Oh, my goodness. see oh. that. Yes. And then you've got a one-year program mm -hmm. where you bring people in off the streets. That's right. And you help them get recovered. Mm -hmm. And then you teach them a vocation. Mm -hmm. And you teach them how to bake the bread. The ministry is ran off of the sales from the bread. Yes. You teach them to save money, how to have hope, how to have a future. And it's just so inspiring to me. And we also have Shelly here. And so we've got to hear just a little bit about Shelly. Um, because you came to Angelia by a God appointment, right? Yes, it was actually her cousin's brother-in-law that I live next door to in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Uh-huh. He had known me um, for a couple years. I lived next door to him. And then we ended up moving to another part of town, but we stayed connected. And he had seen me in my addiction. I was in my addiction for 10 years. Um, he had seen me in the last couple years of it. And 
he just saw me getting worse and worse. And he ended up telling me about this place. And I knew that I knew that I knew that I was supposed to come here. Um, I, you know, I didn't have a relationship with the Lord at that time. And he just swooped in, did a Holy Ghost swoop on my life and, and saved my life and brought me here November 3rd, 2012. And I just haven't turned back since. That's and Angelia great. really took me under her wing and really uh, was able to um, show me the love of, of Christ and show me how to have a relationship with him myself. And it, it, it did a 180 on me. Yes. My life totally changed. And I was so impressed when we talked at your house about how you learned to forgive yourself, how you learned about Jesus. And you are graduating, right? This yes, week? Yes, yes. On Congratulations. <laughs> and Angelia yeah. just came alongside you and said, you can do this. You can get an education. Mm, you yes. can change your life. And, and now you're kind of her right-hand gal. You guys work together in the ministry. And yes. um, Angelia, where can everybody get in touch with you like you have a website or what have you we do we have a website it's uh, www.treasurehouseofhope.com okay. they can contact us anytime there you can fill out an application on the website and we'll receive that just put us in and we will get that and also you can call 720-422-2534 and push option three or push option four for Shelly or myself oh and good Mm -hmm. I think Jennifer's got a question for yeah, you. Yes. So, Shelly, when you said, you know, you knew what you knew, you knew that you knew that you knew, a lot of people, you know, that are listening, maybe they're not Christian, maybe they're not, you know, what did that feel like for you when you said you knew what you knew what you knew? Like, was it a feel? Like, how, do, how did that transpire? It, it's so hard to explain. I know. It's, it's one of those things. You know, when you have a gut feeling about something and you know you either should or shouldn't do it, mm. it was one of those feelings. So you knew in the depths of your gut that you needed to do this. Yes, um, that this was where I was supposed to be. Super I courageous. I had been crying out. Uh, I was first saved when I was seven years old. I didn't have a relationship with the Lord after that, so I didn't know what it meant. Mm -hmm. But yes, I knew deep down in my heart, I knew I needed to do something different. Mm -hmm. I didn't fit in out there with my so-called friends or even with my family anymore. Nobody wanted anything to do with me. Mm. So I knew that something had to change. And I just knew that this was a door open for me and the opportunity for me to do something different with my life. Mm. Yeah. Super courageous. And oh my gosh, Angelie, oh, just amazing, amazing, She's amazing, out there just amazing. just doing it in the yeah. trenches right. and loving on people. Truly that's, the hands and feet of Christ. Yes. yes. Truly. In action. That's yes. what I saw when you were out there helping everybody. And you know, it was interesting. I had put a note here when you said you thought you were too messed up mm -hmm. for help. And it's it's so funny. I mean, not funny, but it's funny. Not funny, um, ha ha. <laughs> yeah, not funny, ha ha, but like interesting because I was driving here, kind of going through some of the things in my mind that I've been healing from in the last year. And I said, Lord, I am so messed up. How did I get so messed up? And I think the message for our listeners is, you know, you are never too messed up. That's right. There is no low too low for God that he can't pull you out of. Right. And no matter where you're at in your walk or what you have gone through, you are loved by God. Mm -hmm. There's forgiveness and healing through That's God. Right. And um, what other message would you like listeners to know? I like them to know no matter how uh, broken you are, no matter how you feel so hopeless that there is hope in Christ. There's hope. And uh, mm -hmm. we believe in pulling treasures out of darkness through love and compassion and giving hope yes and you are a treasure yes 
And you are a treasure yes. too. I just love seeing you in action. So what's, can you share like a, a recent story with us of something that a, a big transformation? I mean, Shelly's sitting here, you're amazing and a big transformation, but mm -hmm. something that recently happened perhaps? Mm. I know I'm putting you on the spot <laughs> quickly, but well, it, it's so many stories. Yeah. You know, when you come to Treasure House and, and you see the miracles all sitting around you every day, you know, and that's the hope that we go out every day to the streets and we let people know that there's hope in Christ and that no matter if you don't have a relationship with him, just open your heart and be open-minded and say, let me try something different. Right. Let me just do something else. I've tried everything else. Let me try this. And I guarantee you, something will change in your heart and your mind. Well, I'm reading on your website at Isaiah 45.3, I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden wealth of secret places so that you may know that it is I, the Lord, the God of Israel, who calls you by your name. We're all starting to tear up. I know. <laughs> and you, it is. You know, I, I, we connect with people in our darkness. We mm -hmm. connect with people in, in our brokenness. Mm -hmm. And I think um, it's such a disservice when we try to put our happy face uh, on all the time and not be real. Uh, church that I now am attending after the, my divorce this last year, mm -hmm. my new church, uh, it was so interesting because he's like, come in broken, come in, you know, God doesn't want you to put on your Sunday best. God doesn't want, he, he wants all your baggage. He wants everything because bring it all, bring it in, yes. bring it all. Oh, so thank you for what you're yes, doing. Yes, thank you. And thank tell you. us one more time your website where people can get in touch with you. www.treasurehouseofhope.com. Thank you, Angelia. It's so great to have you here. you got to contact Treasure House of Hope. And remember, no matter where you're at in your walk, you are not too messed up. There is always hope. And you are a treasure. You are beloved. And you are God's special child. So we love you. Thank you for listening to the good news. And we'll see you next time. YMCA of the Rockies and Estes Park is an ideal family vacation. Come visit and be inspired by our surroundings. At YMCA of the Rockies, you can fill your days and nights with our fun, family-friendly programs and activities. This summer, YMCA has tons of fun and excitement planned for your family, and soon you can bring the entire family when we introduce our new dog park and dog-friendly activities. Whether you are looking for a harrowing adventure or just a relaxing stroll near Rocky Mountain National Park, YMCA can send you on your way. YMCA of the Rockies is the ideal family vacation located in a stunning environment that helps build healthy minds, bodies, and spirits for all. At the YMCA of the Rockies, we love to provide real bonding experiences for families of all sizes. Go to ymcarockies.org. Fill your next family vacation with fun, exciting, and affordable adventures at YMCA of the Rockies. Go to ymcarockies.org to book your stay today. 
Hi, it's Angie. Thanks so much for listening to the good news. If you like the good news program and you'd like to support us, we need to partner up with businesses to keep this show going. I'd really like to keep it on the air and I need advertisers in order to do that. And I'd love to partner with you and help you build your business or your website. Maybe you're a nonprofit and you'd like to do an interview and you'd like to donate to us so that we can help you get donations as well. AngieAustinRadio.com, AngieAustinRadio.com. Just click on contact me. I would love to partner up with you. I think this is a great program. We've been on the air for about seven years now, and I think a lot of people have gotten a ray of sunshine and some faith and even a little fun from this program. So if you'd like to support us, please go to AngieAustinRadio.com. We would like to help you build your business or nonprofit as well. AngieAustinRadio.com and click on contact. I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to help you build your business. Hey, Angie Austin here. Welcome back to the good news. Well, the good news is that we're going to learn a little something today that I personally need to learn about, and maybe you as well. Did you know that more than a third of American parents do not save anything, anything for future education expenses for their children? And today we're going to learn how to start saving in a wise manner. Kyle Anderson is joining us. He's a principal in client strategies with uh, Edward Jones. And Kyle, I've got three kids. They're, uh, oh boy, they're close in age. They'll all be in college at the same time. Uh, They're in fourth grade, seventh and eighth. So they're 10, 11 and 13. So we need to kind of really kick things into high gear. Welcome. Thank you. Great to be here. All right, so let's start with this 529 college plan, what it is and the advantages of it. Absolutely. So a 529 plan is a convenient and tax-friendly way for us to save for education expenses. So the plan uh, derives its name from the IRS tax code 529. Um, not, not really significant there, but what is significant is that it's a fantastic way to save for education. Now, in terms of saving, um, is it just for college? Could it be used for private high schools? What are the rules? So initially, originally, 529 proceeds were for post-secondary, so college, university, VOTEC, et cetera. However, in 2018, uh, the new tax bill was, was passed, and now distributions can be applied to K through 12. So private high schools, private middle schools, religious schools, um, up to $10,000 a year can be pulled out to pay for education expenses K through 12. Okay, that's huge. Um, $10,000 a year per child or total family? Per child. Wow. Okay, this is getting good. I didn't know that. Okay. Well, I know you did a recent survey, so let's talk about some of the surprising results because maybe others didn't know that that some of the things that I don't know. Sure. So we started a survey process in 2012, really trying to drive awareness of the benefits of the 529 plan. And just to your point, just uh, finished this year's survey, and it's still stubbornly high. Uh, Roughly 70% of American parents um, can't recognize or don't recognize a 529 plan as a savings vehicle for education. And so at Edward Jones, May is a really fun and exciting month for us. We we, um, promote, we educate, we offer insights around the benefits of saving for education. Not a day goes by that we don't read in the newspapers about the crippling amount of debt that 
students have as they leave uh, university. And, and if we just knew a little bit more about how to plan and, and prepare, we think we could help kids uh, get off to a better start without having the burden of those, of those student loans. Now, in terms of the plan, um, so let's say the ten grand maximum, because you know we've a lot of private schools, unfortunately, are even more than that. So let's say you know for each kid you want to put that ten grand in. Can you do it in a lump sum? Can you do it in payments? How do you go about doing that? And then do you withdraw it like in a check, or do you have like a? Sometimes I know some of these savings plans have like a little card that goes with it, like a debit card. How does that all work? Sure. So the ten thousand dollars per year is is. Um, specifically for K through 12. Okay. But once the once the child is in uh, a college or university, and let's say the uh, room board tuition book supplies is $27,000, then you could pull $27,000 from the 529 plan. There's there's no maximum that you can pull um, out of the plan to pay for those qualified expenses. Oh. As far as contribution limits. Um, the, there are a few different wrinkles that you have to consider, uh, but really there, the, there's a liberal uh, amount of money that can be contributed to a 529 plan uh, over time. So uh, most, most of us don't have to worry about over-contributing to 529 plans. They're, they're uh, very generous with the contribution amounts. Now, in terms of uh, emergency comes up and you have to take money out, do you have to pay taxes and penalties then? In, in the, I think that's what people fear, that they, if they put the money away and they need it, they don't have access. I think you're right. There is a fear uh, along those lines. So any money that you withdraw from a 529 plan that isn't being used specifically for education purposes, so again, K through 12 or um, university, college, et cetera, could be subject, it would be subject to a 10% federal tax penalty. So if you, if you pulled the money out to replace uh, the, the, the washing machine, then, then there is a, a, a tax associated with that. So these dollars really truly should be earmarked for uh, college, for education purposes, and, and you want to keep that emergency money separate in a, in a different type of account. Got it. Got it. That makes sense. Okay, now in terms of working with someone and figuring out the best plan for, um, you know, our budget and our children and making sure we have enough, uh, you know, saved by the time they do go to college, uh, how do we get more information and, uh, you know, work with someone? Absolutely. Everybody has different goals and, and different expectations and, and different risk tolerance. So we recommend sitting down with a financial advisor so that um, they can really understand what's most important to that client and they can help tailor a specific plan that works for them and their family. Excellent. All right. Give that website. EdwardJones.com. EdwardJones.com. I always like to give it a few times. It always helps, right? Excellent information, Kyle. Thank you so much. I'll uh, I'll get to cracking on uh, uh, get, getting my own plan going as well. Thank you. My pleasure, and it's not too late. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. 
With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu visit.